Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We have got the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. They are all moving lower right now. We have got the S&P 500 index. It is tumbling now by 26 points. Uh, that is a drop there of 1.1%. Dow Industrials down 184 points. We have got uh, the NASDAQ Composite Index slumping 88 points. Uh, that is a drop there of 1.4%. The 10-year up 6.30 seconds, yield there 2.20%. Gold up 9.30, the ounce higher by 7 tenths of 1%. The latest from Barcelona after this morning's van attack. Spanish media, including El Mundo, put the death toll at 13. Uh, Police say 32 people are being uh, treated for injuries. Barcelona police are confirming they have arrested one person in that attack. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, we will have more on this developing story. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, it is 248 on Wall Street, 1148 in the West Coast. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Megan McCardle, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Protests seem to be getting more extreme. A recent paper suggests there may be a reason for that. Activists aren't making a distinction between visibility and effectiveness. Extreme things, like PETA throwing blood on women wearing fur coats, get lots of media coverage and raise awareness. The problem is they also violate social norms. Most people dislike norm violators, even if they don't physically harm anyone. So while they're now more aware of you, instead of being indifferent, they actively dislike you. A new study from Stanford and the University of Toronto suggests that extreme protesters may not realize this. They think they're calling attention to their issue. So they opt for extreme tactics that actually leave their movement weaker than it was when no one knew who they were. After the excesses of the 1960s, the left realized these sorts of actions had been counterproductive. But those folks are aging out of the movement, and of course, the right doesn't have veteran protesters on its side. So until someone realizes it's not working, politics on both sides is apt to get louder, angrier, and more extreme. I'm Megan McCardle, a columnist for Bloomberg View. For more commentary, go to BloombergView.com or view Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time, and also at 548, 848, and 1148, Wall Street time. Ooh, you hit the spot. Ajit Singh joins us right now from ThoughtSpot. He's in Palo Alto, California right now. Uh, he's CEO of ThoughtSpot, uh, and uh, with a really interesting uh, and important idea here about sort of the evolution of technology and how we work with machines. Uh, Ajit, first of all, what is ThoughtSpot? Hi, uh, ThoughtSpot is an AI-driven technology that puts the power of a thousand data analysts in the hands of every business user. AI being traditionally intelligence, of course, yes. Correct, correct. So uh, traditionally, business users have to depend on uh, reporting and visualization tools uh, like uh, Tableau that can only be operated by data analysts who are experts, and they have to wait typically about a week to get a new report done. Um, and that is just too long in today's day and age. Uh, ThoughtSpot provides two things. One is a search engine that is just like Google, so anyone can analyze their data using that search engine. And uh, we also provide uh, Spot IQ, which is our AI engine that can ask thousands of questions on behalf of the business user, find the interesting insights, correlations, anomalies, and present those to the end user in a very, very simple and fast manner. 
Ajit, it's interesting that artificial intelligence, computer learning, but also robotics have sort of in many ways been behind what many have feared as to, you know, doing away with people's jobs and we'll see a big, you know, the next industrial revolution coming on the hot on the heels of it. You've got some interesting thoughts on how perhaps AI, but also any of the productivity gains we're going to be seeing, they have to be used with humans, not instead of. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think there is uh, the way we think about building AI technology is building a virtuous cycle of trust between man and the machine. Um, I believe that uh, AI technology, there has been a lot of discussion around how AI is just going to overtake the world and it will be a doomsday scenario for humans. And uh, I personally don't think that is how it's going to plan out, uh, play out. Uh, I believe that uh, humans will uh, allow only the kind of AI technology that actually they can trust to grow, and that is what we build into ThoughtSpot. So when we present a lot of these insights uh, to our business users, we actually tell them what algorithms we ran, uh, what data we looked at, what we selected, and what we didn't select, so they can trust the numbers they are getting. It is just like, you know, when cars uh, came out on the road over uh, 100 years ago, people said these are fire-spewing uh, monsters and they're going to kill everybody. We shouldn't let them on, uh, on the roads. Uh, but obviously, over time, we've figured out how to coexist and leverage cars to become a better place to live. Uh, I believe uh, artificial intelligence is yet another tool that uh, humans will use to improve the society, being able to make better decisions and uh, reduce uh, uh, health problems and uh, improve operational efficiencies in the businesses. Um, give me a real-world example of using AI, because I think when we talk about these things, most business people don't think this is something that they... I've got a, uh, could, could put to work. Yeah, so because, uh, you know, we here in the Valley focus so much on technology that uh, we lose the sight of what business problem we are actually trying to solve. Um, so uh, a good example would be, you know, one of our customers, which is a logistics provider, uh, that they provide logistics to all kinds of companies, say, including Coca-Cola, for example. And uh, with uh, our technology, they were able to find out just by pressing a single button, typing Coca-Cola in the search bar and pressing a single button, the system came back with 10 insights. One of them showed them that uh, the logistics cost between two uh, locations were much, much higher than everybody, everywhere else. And they have they ship across thousands of locations. It would be impossible for a human being to be able to ask those thousands of questions that will potentially find that one needle in the haystack that they can actually act on. Uh, and our system was able to do that for them. So uh, this technology helps people get to the insights that are very deeply driven, uh, hidden in their data because the data in enterprises is so complex. A marketing manager doesn't really know which segments of the market a particular campaign is working well with versus not. Um, you know, um, uh, another sales manager may not know which of their salespeople are uh, doing a much better job selling a particular kind of product versus others without really, you know, asking a lot of questions and waiting for a long time uh, for their data analytics team to provide um, reports to them. With ThoughtSpot, they can press a single button and get these insights. And it is interesting, of course, you talk about how, you know, the human should be at the center of, of all these interactions. But by its very nature, what you've designed means fewer humans will need to be within those interactions. 
Yeah, what we see is, uh, so if you look at numbers, there is over a billion uh, business users, knowledge workers in the world, and there is about a one and a half million uh, data analysts. So every data analyst is trying to support 1,000 users on an average, and obviously uh, they are not able to do it. And what we see, even the data analysts are actually not very happy today because they're doing small things, small tweaks to reports that already exist, and they're really not doing analysis and finding Ending these patterns that I'm talking about. So I, uh, what we see in our customer base that now business users can get these insights and analysts can actually go and work on much, much more harder, complex analytics problems that an average business users can't even try to, from an analytics point of view, not from a technology point of view. So data analysts today are actually doing the job of making the technology work. They're not doing the job of actually actual analysis. And with ThoughtSpot, we found that uh, both sides are actually very, very happy. Really interesting stuff. Uh, we appreciate your time uh, today getting in our heads around this. I think it's an issue that a lot of business leaders are going to have to confront, and maybe they're not ready for it. So start thinking about the cool stuff you can get. Ajit Singh, uh, really appreciate it. The CEO of a company called ThoughtSpot uh, coming to us from Palo Alto. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Corey Johnson. On Twitter, you can find me at, at CoreyTV. Caroline Hyde is on Twitter also. She's at, at Caroline Hyde TV. I sense a trend here. Yeah, bit of a trend. I'm a couple. Maybe we need ThoughtSpot to figure that out, you think? <laughs> Artificial Yeah, there are thousands of analysts on it now. <laughs> you listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.